You're listening to Popaganda, the feminism and pop culture podcast. Today's episode is all about fear. For our next segment, we're going to talk with somebody who's not afraid to get on stage. Amy Lamb did this interview with comedian Jenny Yang. Hi, Amy. Hey. Um, who is Jenny Yang? Can you tell us about her? So she's a Los Angeles-based comedian and writer, and um, and I kind of want her to be my life coach. <laughs> yeah, but I think her fee is too much for me. I offered her shrimp chips, like a li- shrimp like, chips. Yeah, like a lifetime supply, which would be like a bag or two a week. And she was like, I don't think that will work out for me. Uh, <laughs> she wants cold hard cash to be your yeah. life coach. But she's great, and and in this interview, she just talks about how you know she she uses fear to work for her. Hmm. And it drives her work. Um, and that's something that I think that for many of us who kind of let like let fear hold us back, it's it's amazing to hear like a woman talk about, no, I, I use it to drive me. I use it to work for me. Um, and it was super fun talking to her. Let's listen. So I'm here now with comedian Jenny Yang to talk about dun, 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 fears. Ah! <laughs> that was not a recording. That was me creating a little soundbite for you. Thank you. Uh, so maybe we can start off by talking about your background a little bit. Oh, gosh. Um, I was born in Taiwan, moved to Los Angeles when I was little, and thought I was just going to be some kind of young professional buying full price at anthropology. And I was doing that for a while. I love anthropology candles. They're like $100 each. But anyway... I did that for a little bit. I worked in the labor movement. I worked in politics. And then I decided, life's too short, Amy. I need to go and be a comedian. Was that an That's e- the short version. <laughs> yeah. Was that an easy decision to make? You know what? It, it was really tough because what we're talking about fear, right? I mean, I think I get a lot of people's like contact fear because they see that I'm doing a, a job that's not traditional, quote unquote. And um, and they feel like they could just kind of confess to me all their fears around how much they either hate their job or they wish they were doing something more creative. And so I, I actually am around fear a lot, both, you know, in trying to perform regularly and and trying to be a creative and trying to sell my ideas to the world. Not literally, sometimes literally, but not. Um, and so... I don't know. I feel like, you know, managing fear and uh, being a friend of your fear. Be a friend. Let's make this an NPR podcast. (laughs) Um, Being a friend of your fear, um, I think, is a huge part of the work of being self-employed and entrepreneurial and a creative. How does that play into, like, being a stand-up comedian? Because I imagine that, first of all, you're getting up there by yourself spotlights yeah. on you and and I feel like when you're on stage like that you can barely see the audience because there's lights in your eye right and a lot of your comedy um you know talks about your own background your own identity your ethnicity and you're exposing yourself in mm-hmm. so many ways and when you first began like did fear play a big role into you coming into comedy um, and what did you do with it did it help you yeah I mean um I think what happened for me is the the pressure to want something different in my life overwhelmed the fear that probably paralyzed me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's not that fear goes away. I, I love the saying that they circulate. I don't know. Google it. It's somewhere where, you know, when people say, gosh, I'm, you know, whether it's comedy, like they're always like, oh, my gosh, you're you're so you're so brave. You're so brave to do stand up comedy like I'm fighting cancer or something. 
You know what I mean? Like, really? Is this, you're so brave? Is that what you say to comics? Come on. So it's really, I feel like it's more that like, we are managing our fear. Like fear doesn't go away, but we try to have the courage to uh, overwhelm the fear with a desire to perform or create, you know? And so I think, yeah, like for me, it just came to a point where what I was doing in my career, which was like, you know, burning myself out to like fight for social justice, blah, 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 in this professional capacity, that that was not rewarding me as much anymore. And and I needed to find something in, to replace it. And and that sort of, the honestly, the fear, actually, it's still fear, the fear of not doing the thing that I know I could be capable of that is expressing my creativity. The fear of not doing that started to overwhelm me right and so that I turned that into a motivation and and a direction so you use fear as, I did like, as your power source this shit we're gonna get martial arts on this shit Amy <laughs> just because we're two Asians we're gonna go yin and yang on this you gotta you gotta transform that fear like it's Aikido you know what I'm saying you gotta go defensive with the offensive <laughs> that's what's gonna happen that's basically what happened you know like you know I didn't I, I quit my job because I knew I didn't want to do that anymore and I wanted to just take a break because Amy I, I've been a recovering overachiever I've been with a briefcase and shoulder pads since like fucking fifth grade okay so just imagine little Jenny with bangs okay just killing it right non-stop taking calls taking meetings and like finally right finally I said to myself I'm I'm like I'm in my 20s I'm gonna die <laughs> and I don't want to die doing this anymore you know what I mean and I need to freaking stop it so that was the first motivation it's like I'm gonna die that's fear so let's stop this job I was burning me out um even though I still support the labor movement um and, and then I took a break. That literally was the first time I took a break, you know, where I didn't have to do anything. Um, mm, I don't know, like late twenties. So I was like, I need to, I need to take care of this. I need to take care of myself. I went to group therapy. I don't know. I was like on my last dime, and I threw up a hail mary. Like, okay, maybe I need to just get a full time job as an assistant, as one does in Los Angeles. Um, if you're not killing it as a self-employed creative and um, I got a job and so I got a job uh, on Whitney on NBC the second season and um, as an assistant to the producer and from there I just was able to make contacts you know on that level but also continue to improve my stand-up and kind of build that hustle and it was during that time um, three years ago that I uh, was able to um, produced the first ever mostly female Asian American stand-up comedy tour called Disoriented Comedy. It was like on the downtime of that full-time job that was paying for my bills that I was able to set up and create this new tour that actually ended up being one of the main ways that I could make a living and get a, a platform out there. Um, so you were talking about how when you were a kid you were uh, a master overachiever. Oh yeah. <laughs> so <Killing> when you, <laughs> with your shoulder pads and your briefcase. Yeah. Uh, so while you were doing that, like 
I, I'm I'm assuming that you were like overachieving in like really traditional ways, like getting good grades in school or oh yeah, yeah, and then knowing that you were going to become like a real professional after you got whatever it. that meant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So where where did your creative like where did you house that creativity at that time while you were overachieving and all these other things that didn't nurture your creativity? Oh, I, I it was called extra credit, Amy. <laughs> Don't you know about extra credit at school? <laughs> I I was I am and student I was an activities. <laughs> that's where I channeled my creativity. Um, honestly, like there's a joke that I tell about like how if you really want to understand who I am as a person, you all you need is like one fact, and that's that my freshman year of high school, I rewrote a Snoop Dogg rap song for trigonometry <laughs> class. Okay, if you no, no. remember, you extra have to credit. Some, you have to spit some of the extra bars. credit, Amy. You missed that part. It was for extra credit. I didn't even have to do Did it. Did you do it for the class? Oh yeah, I rec- we I like I fucking laid down some tracks. Okay, do you remember and then, any of and the then bars? We, and then and then we cut it together as a video, <laughs> like a compilation video that you sell on TV, like a mixtape. Mm-hmm. And it was about the like the 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 wrapping function, tangents, cosines. Like it's out of control. <laughs> You guys, it's like one, two, three point one fo. Jen, doggy dog, like three point one fo. Okay, three point one fo. I'd made a pie joke on a fucking Snoop Dogg track. You know, every t- every time I get so always asked, like I'm not even that much of a veteran in stand. I'm still considered a newbie in stand up. You know, um, and I've gotten amazing opportunities in just this short amount of time. But like people think that I could give them advice. So sometimes people are like, oh, Jenny, so what do you, what's your advice for someone who's starting out in stand-up? And it's like, you just do it. That's literally, that's all, like, it's a more than any other comedic format, actually. It's actually the thing where from zero to doing it, it's just doing it, right? There's no other thing. Like, you just get up on stage and you talk to people. Now, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to have a joke, right? or that they'll laugh. But what it does is it gives you the muscle memory of how it feels to try to communicate an idea and to hear feedback around whether something hits as funny. So it sounds like you're fearless in attacking like the the work of comedy, but I wonder if like in your pers- in the sets that you do, are there any like topics or subjects that you're afraid to talk about or that's something that doesn't work for you? Oh, yeah. I definitely feel like I still have so much to grow in terms of talking about stuff um, publicly. Like the stuff that I this is I this is ideally what I would love for myself to be able to do, which is to grow in my craft of uh, being able to perform and tell jokes in such a way that I would feel very confident talking about topics that are very sensitive, whether that's very personal or it's politically charged, right? And so I'm, you know, dabbling with that right now. But, you know, I feel like with stand-up, I think with many crafts, you know, you have this aspiration of like being able to be brilliant at talking about something that might be really hard. And that's usually when it's great because people need to hear those things. But you're skill level and craft needs to meet up to to be able to handle that otherwise you know you want to talk about rape sexism uh you know uh gender issues sexuality usually those are tough issues for a reason anything that's taboo or that's tough to talk about in polite conversation if a comic wants to talk talk about it it's like it's like uh, radioactive it's like handling radioactive energy right and so if you are not skilled enough to handle it then you're gonna fucking die like you're you're gonna 
fuck it up for yourself and people are going to hate you. Like that's what's going to happen. And so um, and so I would like to come up get to a point where the stuff that I talk about with the people closest to me around the things that I care most about, which is some weird kind of mesh of like personal growth, self-help book arena, um, shame and vulnerability and being an immigrant and being a woman and sexuality and politics, like all of that, if that all of that was mushed into a thing, because that's what I talk about with my closest friends, right? How do we grow? How do we be aware, conscious people? How do we have an impact on the world? How do we confront our own personal fears of, of, about our own skills and, and, and abilities? How do we live a happy life? And how do we enjoy, take care of ourselves, feel love? I want to talk about all of that on stage in a way that honors the authenticity of what I care about as well as entertain people and make people laugh. Yeah. Let's talk about other stuff. Let's talk about your fears, Amy Lamb. <laughs> this isn't about We're going to turn this back on you. <laughs> Fuck this mess. This is some bullshit propaganda. Whatever, bitch magazine. Whatever. I'm a I'm a fight the power right now. What are you afraid of, Amy Lamb? Uh, well, I think my biggest fear is of a failure. Right? Like, do you, I mean, you, it seems like you. Why are you turning it back on me, Amy Lamb? <laughs> that's my job. Otherwise, I'll fail failure. at my job. That's true. <laughs> no, failure, that's true. I mean, comedy is really good. Doing stand up is really good for, um, for, um, for being a, a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> it is. And actually, part of what I've been doing with my friends, who I ha I'm surrounded by an amazing community of creatives, um, just even just to practice it on something new. Um, I want to do it again, but I ran a, a thing called Five Days of Fail where I scheduled a Saturday where we have like a mini share session uh, with, you know, friends of different formats and, and genres um, where we commit to every day for five days doing one thing of a craft that we are doing or that we want to try. And then on every day we submit it. They emailed it to me and then I would post on my blog, you know, everyone's like two sentences of how it went that day just so that everyone can has, has a level of accountability. And then on that Saturday after Monday through Friday, every day submitting something um, on that Saturday, we do a little showcase with each other, intimate showcase. And so, for example, my friend Prisca, Prisca Music, um, Priscilla, she wrote a song every day. Who does that? Well, she did it. She has a day, a day job, but she wrote a song. Let's just make our goals to fail in the safe way. Because sometimes stakes feel so high. You know, the hopes and dreams of our parents are pinned upon us. This is assuming you're an immigrant child or whatever. You know, um, that we need safe places to play and to fail. That was Amy Lamb talking with comedian Jenny Yang. You can watch all of Jenny Yang's great videos at JennyYang.tv. 